This is CliffCentral.com. Let's turn our attention now to money. Everybody's interested in what's going on with the money they've got or the money that they want to have. It's time for the money shot. And Tamsin Nell standing in capably for Anthea this morning via Skype. Hey, Tamsin, let's hope uh, this time we have a much better line. How are you? Good morning. Very well, thanks. And you? Yeah, that sounds perfect. All right. <laughs> yeah, we actually had no internet the entire week that week at work. It was highly frustrating. <laughs> yeah, you know, th- these things happen from time to time. Yeah. And we, we start, we, we, if you don't have the internet and you've had it for the last, it's like Arsene Wenger. You just kind of don't know a world without the internet. And when it's gone. <laughs> I really, really don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so okay. let's, let's talk let's, first of all about the yeah. dollar because, um, we haven't talked international exchange for a long time. So what what is going on in the currency world right now? Okay, so on Friday we saw the rand hit a three-week high against the dollar as the greenback eased a little bit from its 2018 peak against a basket of major currencies. What is to what is important to remember which with the rand dollar exchange rate, which is currently at 1224 last I checked that this morning, mm-hmm. is that it is a carry on from the rest of the week. And the dollar has been under pressure across the board with emerging markets all in positive territory. So why this is important is that um, we all need to remember that the RAND seldom moves for SA-specific reasons alone, and it is normally in line with the emerging market currencies. So South South Africans in general are very quick to think, oh, if the RAND is weak, it's because global investors don't like South Africa. It is normally an emerging market thing. Hmm. So in January and February, we saw substantial flows into our emerging markets. But since then, there has been some sell-off here. So um, in a risk, what we call a risk-on environment, um, people put a lot of money into kind of your riskier markets and shares. So all your emerging markets. Um, But obviously, there has been some geopolitical tension recently with um, talk of reinstating sanctions in Iran and continuing jitters in the Middle East, etc. So you will see outflows from your emerging markets. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this, and, and he said that in some ways South Africa is so ideally placed because we've got a great return in terms of interest on invested money here, on money that's saved here, which they yeah. don't, which you don't have in, in much of the supposed first world. Um, you know, their, their returns, if you actually save money, if you put money in the bank or if you invest money there, your returns are much, much lower. Yes, and that is very true. So even looking forward, so we're looking kind of 12 months forward, we think that you're kind of going to see middle double-digit growth in South Africa and other emerging markets where you're probably more likely to see high-digit growth from equities offshore or kind of 7% growth there. We'll see about 15% growth kind of across the South African board. What has changed, though, is um, we importantly saw the U.S. 10-year um, which is a very closely monitored kind of index or not index stat in the world. And it increased to just below 3% um, towards the end of last week. Why this is important is because investors see the U.S. tenure as the risk-free rate. And as this gets closer to 3%, and there are quite a lot of investors globally that would rather put their money in a risk-free asset that's earning 3% plus inflation of, say, 2% and getting 5% than putting their money into your higher risk um, and your high yielding assets such as your emerging market currencies and then companies within those emerging markets. So you would have seen a large sell off in companies such as, such as British American Tobacco and AB, Inno, AB InBev and, and Outer Bush last week. Um, AB 
British American Tobacco and Anelja Bush are obviously both listed on the JSE. So British American Tobacco, for example, is trading at 640 Rand and Anelja at about 1,168. What this does do for the South African investor, it creates a really good opportunity because obviously with a sell-off, the prices come down mm -hmm. and we still view these as very well-run businesses with strong cash flows and um, that are now trading at quite attractive valuations. And as you say, um, so companies listed here that are underpinned by strong earnings growth are good are still good investments yeah if, if we could find some way of making it um, even more interesting to investors and, and and allowing them to have some kind of security you know guarantee in terms of their yeah. money in South Africa then we'd be really flying at the moment and we we would have no problem attracting international investment right completely yeah. and and it's down to the politics too yeah, and I think a good example of this is, um, so we had mining production locally, um, the numbers that came in last week, mm -hmm. and we saw the biggest contraction since March 2016 on this front. And this is purely because we've got aging infrastructure here, our reserves are depleted, um, and there have been accidents across the mines that have raised the costs and held back mining output, mining output in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, so the mining industry is, and it's also, remember, very labor intensive. And all of this has meant that um, a number of shafts across the country and thousands of jobs across the country have been cut. So it remains a very difficult sector, but it still contributes 8% to GDP. And it is a very important foreign exchange earner um, for South Africa. So it is something that we need to watch quite closely. Um, and then, as with anything, when there's a weakness, there's a strength. So in South Africa, our strengths include we have a very high level of technical and production expertise, mm -hmm. and we have um, kind of world-class research and development activities in the sector locally. So at the end of Friday, you would have seen all our large-cap diversifieds um, were up. Anglos was up over 3%. Glencore, I think, was about 2.5%. And then our gold counters also rose on the back of the bullion price increasing on Friday. All right. So while we're talking about South African companies that are performing, um, I see that Naspass have sold off Flipkart. What do you think the plans are for Flipkart going forward? Yeah. Okay. So Naspass sold um, Flipkart, Flipkart, which is their Indian retailer. Mm -hmm. um, and they first invested back in this company in August 2012. And they paid $616 million for it. And they now sold it for $2.2 billion. So if you run the calcs on this, that's an internal rate of return of 32% that they made on this business. What this shows is their ability to invest in promising businesses very early on and then sell them later. But it also shows that they obviously, so they've got a long tail of companies that are not very meaningful in their lives. So, for example, Flipkart is less than 1% um, on their balance sheet. So it's not a massive um, market moving deal for Naspash, but we do think it is quite interesting because it means they're getting rid of their tail and then they're actually going to be doing something with this money. So maybe they'll start buy back, buying back shares, which investors are looking for um, because the shares continue to trade at a massive, massive discount to some of the parts. It's about 40% discount to some of the parts now. All right. And, and of course, I mean, for Naspash at the moment, because a lot of people are talking about DSTV as a business, they've lost something like 100,000 subscribers. Yeah. I, again, I, imagine, that, I, again I mean, that is a tiny, tiny portion of their business. So right. it's kind of a rounding error when you look at their inflows and revenues. But right. it is something that they are focusing on because it could be something that could do well in the future. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tamsin. Anything else you want to throw in? 
Um, looking towards this week, we've got a couple of results coming out towards the end of the week. I suppose the most important one would be um, Richmond, which is reporting on Friday, and our unemployment data is coming out today, Ooh. which is always kind of a depressing moment, but let's have a look at what those numbers are. Sounds very good. Okay. Have a great week. Fantastic. You too. Thanks so much. There we go. Tamsin Nell in for Anthea this morning with the money shot. This is cliffcentral.com.